Hello and welcome to episode number 74 of the Perth to Paisley podcast. The podcast discussing Hart and Middlethe and the side who picked up one point out of a possible six in the last week since we last started talking. If you're listening to this, you know it's going to be an interesting episode and cannot wait to get started. Of course, I am Daniel McIver and as ever, I'm joined by my co-host Adam Kennedy who just before we came on was saying that he's not looking forward to this because he's going to have to speak negatively about hearts. How are you doing? Great, mate. Can't wait to get stuck <laughs> into this. <laughs> oh, just oh. let's let's just let's just get straight into this. I, I I don't know why I'm beating around the bush here. You know I'm not in a good mood, so let's just crack on. So, by the way, for the visual viewers instead of podcast listeners, in case you're wondering why my face is currently completely lit up by a white screen is because I have notes for this episode again because there is so much to get done that I didn't want to miss anything. It's been a very big week, so that's why... That first page is just the Rangers' goals, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Basically the entire A4 sheet of paper. (laughs) However, we will start before all that, before all the really rubbishness. We'll start with the small matter of an Edinburgh derby that happened a few days ago, nearly a week ago now. However, of course... There was loads of football during the day of Tuesday night and then the next night on Wednesday night. So as of course, we'll go around the grounds first to speak about how we felt everybody else did before we speak about our game. So St Mirren did us a massive favour and drew one all in Motherwell. They nearly did us an even better favour but Motherwell scored right at the very end. Uh, Ross County continue this train of just pushing for Europe as they drew one all as well against Aberdeen, St Johnston picked up their first win in 12 games after beating Livingston 2-1. And the other derby that took place on the same night as us, the Dundee derby, also finished 0-0 as we will get into speaking to. And then the next night on Wednesday, Celtic absolutely blitzed Rangers in the old firm. Adam, what did you make of the other results around the country? Right. This is this is a good point to kick off here. The around the ground segment. We go through this every single week. And Hart and Midlothian are currently ten points clear in third place. I believe, before we get into chatting about the games, that this is primarily in part due to it being a terrible Scottish top tier this season. And I will not hear any different. We've just talked about how Mother or St Mirren were doing us a favour with holding Motherwell. St Mirren very nearly beat Motherwell. Hibs obviously dropped points, if you will, in the Edinburgh Derby against us. Dundee United were meant to be a Euro contender. They've dropped points to bottom of the league Dundee. Albeit it's a derby. And it's one of two terrible derbies, quite frankly. Um I'm I'm not. I'm not having that. This is a particularly astounding achievement by Hearts. It is because we're here. But in reality, you argued last season quite a lot that we're top of the championship and that we'd win the championship comfortably because of teams below us taking points off one another on a consistent basis. I feel like that's kind of where we are here. Albeit we're better, or we're better than most other sides. Like we were better than everybody else in the championship, but still not quite. Great. So, 
I didn't expect to get this early. I'm sorry. Into if, this. You, if you want me to talk about the games, I mean, I'll look no, at the, I'll look no, at, no, no, it's on. fine. It's fine. So, I I agree with the first half of your point. I don't think anybody can argue that the league this season isn't it's particularly great. Yeah, isn't great. I think no. most people are saying that. For obviously, Hebs and Aberdeen are both in a transition. Dundee United are in a weird. Dundee United are in such a weird place. United, I have no idea United were great till COVID hit. Then they went on a bit of a shit run, and they've not quite recovered, despite signing the league's top scorer at the time, who's yet to bag a goal for them. So that sort yeah. of speaks volumes as to where they're at. I agree with you. I think Motherwell are fourth, and I can't imagine that Motherwell's budget is. It certainly won't be bigger than Hebs or Aberdeen's. I'll be surprised if it's bigger than Dundee United's either. So it speaks volumes about Motherwell that they're pushing for a Euro spot, but yet they're closer to Ross County in 10th at the time of recording than they are us in 3rd. So that's the point I want to pick you up on. I don't think those things are necessarily as connected as perhaps you're saying. Of course we are 10 points clear in part because... Other teams. Oh, sorry, mate. I'm just laughing because what have I started here? Maybe <laughs> going around the grounds, <laughs> straight into debate. It's going to be an interesting episode, oh. as you probably all expected. <laughs> I think it's obviously we are ten points clear, in part due to the fact that in the last week, Hibs have had two games at home against lower position in the table opposition, both with the ability to go forth and haven't us. picked up. Yeah. yeah. And haven't picked, never mind, haven't picked up those points. They haven't won any points. Yep. Like they've, they've got nothing. However, simultaneously, we have been beating those other sides. So when those other sides are dropping points against each other, for example, <laughs> as you say, as you say, right? I saw a Rangers fan say today, Celtic and Rangers are a point off each other at the top of the table. St Johnson and Dundee are a point off each other at the bottom of the table, 4th down to 10th are all like 7 to 9 points, and then Hearts are just sat there going, we're just, well, we're just here. We're just, just in a league of our own currently yeah, at the minute, I think. Exactly. I think it's a bit harsh. I think it's a bit harsh to say, well, the league's rubbish, so that's the only reason we're in 10th. I think, and saying it's not a great achievement to be where we are, I think... For the and also we do have to remember this. I know we're hearts, but we are the newly promoted side hearts. True, and, and, and everybody will point and say, "Well, there's newly promoted Dundee currently rooted to bottom spot." Yes, absolutely. And again, obviously, we should be doing better than Dundee. But the point still stands. Over the last four years, we haven't been doing better than most clubs that we should be doing better than. It's been very refreshing this season to go. I now feel confident that teams we should be beating, we probably are going to beat. There will, of course, be the occasional hiccup, such as going away to St Johnston. I don't think I'll ever be confident until I die no, whenever we go there. And I, I, I was looking at this today because it's funny you say that. They're talking about like favourable fixtures. And whilst I agree to a certain extent in that they're sides below us, there's still a couple trips that we've got to make that could potentially be tricky. I think there's two. The Perth and Paisley, and that they both come no. this month. Are you going to say no. United at Tannadice then? No. Who? Ross County away. Oh Jesus! Yeah, having already dropped points. Ross there. County and St Johnston. Scoring Ross County. That's what I mean. Ross County are doing very well. I think we'll batter St Mirren. 
I think we'll batter Dundee Do United. I think we'll batter. I, I think the Buddies we'll have picked everybody. up immensely in this calendar year. I think they've they won have some, like, three or four league fixtures, and that's a point I was going to raise actually. Motherwell and Hibs, I don't think have won a game in ninety minutes this calendar year, and in the cup they've scraped past with all due respect, yeah. Greenock Morton and Cove Rangers respectively. Mm. So, I, I, I do agree I with know. your point that the league isn't up to the level, but we have been more than up to the level over the piece. And and you know what? I think the nineteen twenty season, we're still gonna like we'll probably say to our dying breast that we were shafted till the very last. But we so would this, have been relegated regardless. No, but but this is what I'm going to come to. So, uh, like, this is kind of our redemption, if you like. I think yeah, we, I mean, we, yeah. if we take the rough with the smooth. Yeah. We were sort of due this. I know what you mean. Do, do you get where I'm coming from? Like, yeah. it's not. I'm not. However, we've made it possible yeah, because it, we've it, been it's, so good. It's down to us, and look, we'll certainly take it. But I'm not. I'm not waxing lyrical quite as much as I was at say the start of the season or whatever. But then I don't know I've, if that's just because it was a return to the top tier. We've got a load of big clashes back. Couple that with fans getting back in stadiums was a massive thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just I want to get in, explaining my general thoughts. I want to get into this later on because I think we'll end up bringing it up. But, as I said, the, there was literally only two winners from the results, so they mean nothing. But, yeah. let's just get in to the, the game the that matters games. to us. All right, yes. Okay. So, Hearts Hips. <sighs> In the derby, at Easter Road, the team comes out, and I think the biggest notable point was that there was no John Souter, who, after the Motherwell game, failed a fitness test at 12pm on the day, and couldn't make it, so Hearts lined up with Gordon and Goals, a back three of Kingsley, Sibick and Taylor Moore, wing backs of Atkinson and Andy Halliday, who kept his position after a week of playing quite well, according to Twitter, Devlin, <laughs> Beningame, to Twitter, but not according to you, Devlin, Beningame, and then a front three, but with one in behind, Mackay, Sims and Boyce. Now I think, if I'm not mistaken... I think we both said Suter if he was fit, but is that not the exact team we picked last week to play in the derby? I think I think so. Yeah, yeah. Look at us. We do know what we're talking that, about. That, that sounds that sounds about right. Um, what did you think of it? I felt felt quite encouraged that we'd actually looked like we were going for it. I think with the two up top in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, my only real concern, and this has been further compounded with recent matches. Toby Civic's really the only one of the back three that can shift. I think Kingsley's of an adequate pace. Taylor Moore is slower than a week in jail. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Like, even if if we get to talking about the weekend's match later on, that was a concern. Um, And I thought that Andy Halliday was perhaps a walking booking slash sending off if things get that little bit too, um, too heated or whatever. I, I, can I just say before we get into the game one of my pals had a booking coupon up before half time which was Andy Halliday, Cammy Devlin, Lewis Stevenson 22 to 1 makes you yeah. sick um, but yeah I, I, I was encouraged and I thought this will be decent, I'd, I'd like for us to really go out and smash them didn't quite transpire that way though did it? No it didn't, however 
the first thing that happened in the game was six minutes in, Cammy Devlin misses an absolute sitter after Benny chips a <laughs> lovely ball over the top of everybody. Gorgeous. And then Devlin and Boyce almost get in each other's way because I think Boyce's assumption is Devlin, what are you doing here? How <laughs> you, of you all people this in the locker. Yeah. yeah. And Devlin puts it wide and it is a huge chance for oh, us right at the start. He puts it incredibly high, wide, and anything but handsome. Um, I'd actually forgotten all about this chance when I'm watching the game. How? How did you fit? This has been like I, grilled into my head. I, I, literally, literally, just blame all the alcohol that I consumed before it. This day, <laughs> this day out cost me an absolute bomb. So I think that's why I was really annoyed. Come the ninety minutes, um, he's got a score, and it, again. In another match that we'll talk about, I feel as though this is a common occurrence with Hearts. My frustration often comes from us not pulling the trigger, but there's also times where players get in one another's way. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times have we seen it, even in these two games that we're going to talk about? Um, and he should leave for Liam Boyce, because, not being funny, Liam Boyce in the past has proven that he's a prolific goal scorer. Cammy Devlin has not. I'm fully convinced we're never going to see him score no, for Hearts. No, he's never going to score for Hearts. He, ever. Benny Beningame, and at this point I'm now convinced that Barry Mackay will never score in Maroon. I would love to see the three of them score against Dundee on Wednesday night and make me look it's like a happen, right mate. numpty, but I can't see him overly confident that that's going to happen. No. Um, and then, for the next... Ten minutes, it was all Hibs. As oh, it's great. Hibs, I loved it. Right yep. right in front of us. Fantastic. Twelfth minute, Hibs nearly score from a free kick, but it's flagged offside anyway. How, then, hold on a second. Don't skip on. How does Kevin Nisbet miss? I don't know. It's unbelievable. He hits know. it onto the woodwork and then like hits off of him and somehow wide. I, I was ast- My jaw dropped. I was literally astounded that he missed. Well, How did they not sell him a good two, it's three years ago? It's or, or rather, crazy. like last season, I was going to say two, three years ago. I'm more he wasn't like, there. Yeah, was they sell him before It feels like he's been there for two or three years. Yeah. Hibbs must be looking at it thinking, four million I think they were offered by Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham, yeah. And I know that Dunfermline have got a sale on. My pars pals are absolutely fizzing because they're just saying that he looks like, he looks like the family dog that needs put down previously. Jesus like, Christ! I didn't expect it, like that you need analogy. to carry him outside for a jobby. That's what that's what I saw one of them tweet, and I was thinking, whilst that's a bit sick, I wholeheartedly agree. He's awful. Hibs are trash. They are genuine shit. I'm I'm more angry about the Derby draw than the weekend's match, and I know that seems totally bizarre, but Hibs are genuinely appalling. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't finish top six, and I swear to God, we better. Batter them in April, or I, I really will not be happy. Well, appalling oh. Hibs scored four minutes later. However, that was given as offside as Christian Doidge is a mile off. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if it's just because he's like so slow he needs to be that far ahead. Just amazed that the officials did their job. I know. I couldn't believe it. Great. I, I I, my, my heart was racing. I was like, oh my god, we've actually well, conceded to this mob. And then I see the the official flag, and I'm just great. That's, that's no. Nice. No, let's not do this, because the next point is officials categorically <laughs> oh, no. failing. Oh, no. <laughs> right, I know what you're 21st minute, 21st minute, Andy Halliday plays the ball to Liam Boyce, who, it's in the air, so he nods it through to Ellis Sims. 
Ellis Sims is clearly thinking, right, I've got time here, and if there's any form of contact, I'm going to get a penalty. What he doesn't probably expect (laughs) is to get dump-tackled by Lewis Stevenson, thinking, no, Lewis, the Super Bowl's next weekend, mate. But somehow... It doesn't. Not only is it not a red card, which it would have been if Stevenson was already booked. Not only is it a penalty; it's just nothing. The the ref just completely moves it off, and Hibs continue playing. I, I can't even. Uh, who was the official? Was it? Nick I don't. Walsh? Oh, I can find out right now. Why am I saying? Go I don't and tell know. me. It doesn't really matter because they're all as bad as one another. But what I will say is, my, at first glance, obviously being up the other end of the ground, I just assumed that it was. I think as John Robertson put it in commentary, a coming together. Then I see the replays and get loads of texts saying that it's an absolute stonewaller. Lewis Stevenson literally headbutts... Don Robertson. Ellis, Don Robertson, there you go, one of the worst. Yep. Ellis Sims is literally headbutted by Lewis Stevenson. How he cannot spot that, it's actually astounding. And you expect the linesman to be able to give the referee a hand every so often. Neither show any interest. Neither does the fourth official. How can how can between the four of them none of them see that? It's a stonewaller, a second booking, like you say, and a penalty kick which changes the entire complexion of the game given we're up against ten men. My only frustration at that point as well was Hibbs had a goalkeeper that hasn't played above League One level and a couple Derby debutants sort of in midfield and at the back. And we hadn't put them under pressure for the best part of a quarter of an hour, 20 minutes. That that was the real annoyance. I mean, the, the Hibs goalkeeper, I found out, literally has the exact same birthday as me. I mean, to the day, on the <laughs> wow. very year. So wow. that's great. There's your pointless bit of information for today. I'd be papping my pants if I was told, you're going to start in the Edinburgh Derby and go, having not made a senior appearance for the club. Yeah, so but that's why you're not a professional doors. footballer. You don't have the well, mental fortitude. That's, that's what it is. That's it. And like, like we've previously touched on, I couldn't hit a barn door with a banjo, so there you go. You don't need to if you're a goalie, though. Fuck it. No, you just need to be able to jump No, but you were talking about what prevented me from becoming a professional, fo- a professional I footballer. I think it's all up there. Absolutely everything, mate. <laughs> Literally everything stopped me becoming one. <laughs> but I'll happily slew everybody from the stands. Yeah. <laughs> what an absolute arsehole. Well... From then, we actually finished the half the much stronger. As four minutes later, Atkinson and Mackay link up on the far side before the former smashes the ball across the face of goal. Lovely boys ball. Can't, yeah, no it's really well done. Shot. Boys can't get there. And then the 44th minute, Boyce gets a shot at Dabrowski. However, he palms it kind of forward. He just pushes it. And Sims is completely over the ball and heads it over, and then he's just actually stood half-time. in a really unlucky position, Ellis. Yes, I, I know that's, that's probably yeah. one of the better chances. But if he's a couple steps back, he probably nods that over him. It's just yeah. unfortunate the way that it's, that it's landed. I don't think we'd really done enough, to be honest. I mean, a, a couple opportunities, but again, nothing really. Clear right at the cut. end of the half, we had Devlin hit an effort just over the bar. From well, that's the what edge I was going to come box. to. I think the better chances were probably down toward the Hearts fans in that second half. Yeah. Albeit, again, one or two maybe that Big Sims should score. But I've got to be honest, it was an absolutely abysmal game of football, really. If that's meant to be two Euro contenders, then again, that highlights my earlier argument that this league really is rank rotten. I think the quality in terms of... I think there was individually some excellent performances, but in terms of the quality of the game... 
No one seemed to be able to get a foothold on Can it. Can I just like... say, I, I said it on the night, Toby Civic. Unbe- he was outstanding. Oh, unbelievable. Just swept up absolutely everything that came his way. Um, was by far and away our best player for me. I saw yeah. lots of Kingsley shouts as well. Yeah. Um, and I saw a, a few Atkinson shouts. This speaks volumes, doesn't it, really, that two of the three that I've just mentioned there were part of that back three. And Atkinson was still a defender. I know he was still yeah. a wing back, but he's still a defender. So what does that say about the lack of offensive quality in the match as a whole? Well, the second half start, and actually this... I thought, see, watching the game at the time, obviously you're you're caught up in the emotions of it, so you're obviously going to have different opinions in the days following. Yeah, yeah. Watching these highlights back, I actually am less annoyed about the game. I know you're saying you're more annoyed about the Derby than the Rangers game. I'm less annoyed about this one because I think at the time I was like, this isn't good enough, we've not been good enough generally, we've not created chances. Then when you see the highlights, because I watched both the Hearts TV and the Hibs TV highlights, because there's a time, obviously, where you're thinking, well, it's your own club's highlights they are going to yeah, favour. Yeah, so they're going to be, yeah, yeah. That Absolutely. Biased or whatever. But they were almost identical videos. The videos themselves were almost identical. Oh. And we had, by far, because after the 21st minute, I think Hibs had one shot, and that was at the very end. It took them until the 82nd minute to have a shot on target. That was the Ewan Henderson one where he's testing yes. Gordon from distance, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. I just, To be honest, I didn't think we had that many chances on the night. And then I see the highlights back and I'm thinking, you know what, on, a, on another day we'd probably take a couple of those. Yeah. Which is then again why it adds to my frustration because Livingston went there the previous weekend and come out with a 3-2 win. They had a different goalkeeper, though, who was absolutely shocking. If Macy plays, we win that 3 or 4-0. Do you think? Yeah, because we get both penalties on a different night, and I don't think Macy's saving either of them. And two of the Dabrowski saves from Sims, which I'm about to get to, I think are excellent saves that I don't think Macy makes. Well, St Mirren just won 1-0 there at the weekend as well, and we're better than St Mirren. I mean, I, yeah, know, absolutely. I, know, I know I was talking about St Mirren's rich vein of form, which will no doubt keep building as we approach the Paisley fixture but later on in the month. The Hibs conceded because of their own fuck-up. It was completely against the run of play. Uh, to be fair, they were lucky they didn't concede from their own fuck-up on the night. That back yeah, pass... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. But wait, How? we'll get to that because there's, <laughs> okay. three Sims, there's three Sims chances, as I said. 52nd minute, Mackay plays a great ball through to Sims, and I think that's the best save of the lot of them. Makes a fantastic save from Sims. Four minutes later, Atkinson plays a ball. Is that the one where he looks to kind of bend at bottom corner? Yes. And Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a great always, save. That's the best save. Four minutes later, um, Atkinson plays a ball over the top that Sims, I don't think, expects to get, but Stevenson misjudges the flight of the ball, so it goes completely over them. Sims kind of snaps at it. It's another good save by Dabrowski. And then, 10 minutes later in the 72nd minute, Sims runs into the box for Dabrowski makes another save. That frustrated it, me. That was the greedy one, I think, because of the I still think he's, he's at. I, but, I understand why he's shot But again, though. my complaint is probably more from people not offering better options. Mm-hmm. He probably feels as though that was the case and opted to take the shot. So can I really fault him? Probably not. I'm just sort of nitpicking and, again, general frustration. Then, as you just said, 87th minute. Can I just quickly mention, because it's the guy who plays the back pass, I did not understand the praise that Rocky Bashiri received. If you are Neither. saying to me that he was 
Sean Maloney's first choice over Toby Civic. Sean Maloney shouldn't be in management because yeah, he was shocking. You're smoking milk if you genuinely believe that. I I actually thought Big Porteous. Had Porteous was quite, their best player apart from the keeper, which was, I which think. was really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was as, very, as, very To answer his question, no, Ryan Porteous, I certainly do not look happy. Well, I do generally over the season, and I bet he fucking does, not Because uh, they're just a free I, I, I hope to look happy come April, May. That's, <laughs> that would be nice. But, as I say, Rocky Bashiri plays a stupid back pass to his keeper. Indirect free kick. I can't remember the last time I've seen one in my life, and then we get two back-to-back in separate games. <laughs> Has that ever been seen around the world anywhere? The last one I can remember was Aloha away in the championship the first time round, and we blazed it over the stadium. I, I mean, I will say, Sean Maloney's probably done his homework in that respect, seeing quite the cock-up that we made against Motherwell and thought, yeah, we'll let them have one. Well, I can remember one, I think, in a 5-2 win against St Mirren. I think the only one we've ever scored was a big John Sutton, I think. They've lit, sort of laid off. Is that the game something. that Rudy got a hat trick? I think so. I think. I think oh so. yeah, I think we did actually. And I, I think, think you're right. I think Sutton smashes one home. So that just yeah. shows how long ago it was. That's probably the only one in Hearts history that I can ever recall. And then, like you say, in back to back games, you're right regarding Rocky Bashiri. Awful, just an absolute lump. And that's yeah. the best, the most complimentary word that I can give him. He's terrible. And then, the man who should have been sent off and give away a penalty in the first half Twice. should have been sent off and give away a penalty yeah. this half as he just okay. handles it. We're not going to speak about Porteous then falling down holding his face even though it doesn't touch him at all. It's just uh, pathetic. Has he got a Celtic strip on or what? It's unbelievable. Honestly. Yeah, ridiculous. He's meant to be some kid on hard man. Boy's a bell end. End of. And with regards to Stevenson, again, he's sort of obstructing my view at the time had I seen that it would hit his hand I'd be screaming for it mm-hmm. um, Don Robertson's staring directly at it as well he doesn't have your excuse that he's up in the stand and no. can't see it right it's exactly. mental <laughs> exactly but the the bigger one's the first one for me the first yeah, one is an absolute stonewaller yeah. the second okay it's in an unnatural position and he's made his body bigger so it, in theory it probably is a pen but how how they can't see the first one is just it actually it blows my mind. Yeah, it's unbelievable. However, there was one last moment, and it was Hibbs' second shot on target on the night. Right at the very end, a ball is swung in from Chris Cadden. Ewan Henderson knocks it down, and Josh Campbell has the entire goal to aim for. Thankfully for us. He shoots straight down the middle, it goes past Gordon, and then as you said, our man of the match, Civic standing there, and him and Gordon celebrate as if they've just scored their goal. That was the main reason he got my man of the match. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was shitting myself. Um, That's fair. What what a guy. The, the Barnsley Beckenbauer. What an unbelievable footballer. Oh, always back the signing. Always rated the guy. Yeah, aye, yeah, definitely. And that is how the night ended. Robbie Nielsen was justifiably furious with the referee in performance after it. Sean Maloney was buzzing. Can I, can I just class. say, I see a lot about standards and I know that you've just said there about Sean Maloney being, you know, chuffed with a nil-nil draw and whatever and that we ripped into hips for supposedly celebrating a nil-nil draw at Tynecastle earlier on in the season. I saw a lot of Hibs fans slander Robbie and say 
oh look, Hearts would never celebrate a nil-nil draw in the Edinburgh Derby. <sighs> Robbie was merely clapping the fans to show their appreciation for how shite a performance that was, how terrible a result it is, and the fact that you had many mugs like me waste all their money on drink, match tickets, travel tickets, all that malarkey for effectively another stalemate in the Edinburgh Derby. And I know that the Edinburgh Derby gets a lot of widespread criticism. Some of it, I think, has been unfairly just. But that performance, that derby, on the whole, I can see why people slew it. I thought the first nil-nil was miles better as an entertaining game. What's interesting, though, is that I've seen more awful. neutral fans prefer that one because there was the two-penalty drama, last-minute... Goal line clearance, a, very much a tale of two halves. One side was better in the first half, while the other side was better in the other half. Both sides could have won it. I think the quality was bad, but I can understand why a neutral would enjoy that. Mm. Yeah, I see what you mean. I agree it's with the, you that it wasn't a good game for no. us, but I think from it's a neutral, more no investment. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I can see where you're coming from. But, but uh, uh, I don't know. I think I'm more frustrated. I don't know. I'm more frustrated with the one at Easter Road because I feel like either side could have really nicked it a tiny as well. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, if officials had done their jobs, we get at least two penalties. Yeah. But and that can change the game and a red, at least one red card. But it's, oh, I don't want to say it's all lifts and butts because I agree. I can't. I can't. Yeah, say that, yeah. You can't say that yeah. in regards to awful officiating. You can say that for chances missed yes. and go, well, yeah, a player who's yeah. not done it. There's no guarantee. But like a stonewall penalty, that shouldn't just be like, well, we didn't do it. V A <laughs> fucking R. Get it in. We need it so badly, I, man. Uh, I, I, I just prefer competent people in their jobs and that goes from right at the top of the SPFL to officials within the game and oh. so many people I speak about this on a weekly basis you, yeah. you just need to rewind a couple and have a look and you'll find some rant from me I constantly get told because I'm always I've always been in favour of VR I've never once wavered on that I'm always in favour of VR I always get told shocking I, I always get told oh well listen it's the same people making those decisions who are on the park. There is not a referee in this country when they see that Lewis Stevenson chance back that they don't give a penalty for that. That is a stone wall penalty. <laughs> that does not get like I've... that doesn't come into that thing where it's like, oh well, maybe he does, and there's lines drop that's like Ellis Sims gets taken out by a player last man who's already on the booking. That is a penalty and a red card if VR's up here. Oh, oh. Do you want to speak about something positive Before we go into far more negative things Sure Have you got a positive spin for the Edinburgh Derby Not for the Edinburgh Derby We've moved on for that now We're into a middle in period As during the week Hearts announced a new academy director Yeah this this, uh, this does have the potential to be quite positive actually Yeah thanks So That's good Let's just cast away from that nonsense I want to forget about that game I want to forget about both derbies this season They've been terrible So Frankie McAvoy has been made (laughs) our new academy director The former Preston head coach uh, Was brought in to be as I say the academy director Which is a role that a couple of weeks ago Joe Savage removed. I actually can't remember who was it. Was Roger Arnett, I think. Yes, it was Roger Arnett. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yes, he removed him who had been there from 2014, so pretty decent amount of time. Uh, Joe Savage told the 
Hart's website that this isn't an appointment we wanted to rush and in Frankie we've got the right person for what is a very important job. I'm lucky enough to have known Frankie for a while, having worked with him in both Scotland and England and he's a top operator with so much high level experience. He takes every box having coached at youth level and helping to get young talent into the first team with Hamilton right the way through to coaching in the Premier League and managing in the Championship. There will be no doubt a few, cha- a few new challenges for him in this role but I've no doubt he'll excel in it. It's an exciting time for this club as we continue to put all the building blocks in place for sustained success and I'm really happy we could get someone of Frankie's calibre on board. What do you think? Pretty pleased on the whole, to be fair. Um, I know that Frankie McAvoy has previously worked with Alex Neal and Joe Savage, presumably at Preston, um, yep. and obviously succeeded Alex Neal after he was was given the boot by North End and whatever. Um, that was only his first real managerial role because I was yeah. I was doing some some digging on the guy. I know that. Frankie McAvoy's never played professionally he's merely been juniors I don't know whether that's out of choice whether he perhaps wasn't good enough or whatever but certainly his his academic background and and coaching background um, I think Hamilton Aki's I've always slewed Hamilton whenever I can but one thing I can't slew them for is their youth setup because it is incredible and has been I'd probably say the, the main reason why that club is kept afloat for however long it's kept afloat for, um, certainly in recent seasons. So when you look at the likes of James McCarthy and James MacArthur both being sold on, even in recent seasons, the likes of Greg Doherty, uh, Eamon Brophy, Lewis Ferguson, like the Aki's conveyor belt is good. And I've long been craving for something like that from a heart's perspective. So it seems like we're getting right people in the right places and lo and behold, once you do have the right people in the right places, positive things can come from it. I mean, who'd have thunk it? Certainly not me, that's for sure. What a novelty, yeah. Confident Unbelievable, people. isn't it? Yeah, so, listen, obviously this isn't something that we're going to probably see the effects of for at least another two years, because the people who are ready to come into the squad for the last couple of age classes won't have been affected by Frankie's kind of set up and the way he's going to be establishing stuff. However, as Joe says, it's building blocks for the future, which is exactly what we need to be focusing on. So, that's the positive ended. So if you all want to leave now, it's that's <laughs> totally understandable. See you next um, week. <laughs> yep, yeah, exactly. Because Hearts then had a weekend fixture. And again, we'll go around the grounds first. Because we were the Sunday, we were the last game, actually, this weekend. However, on the Saturday, St Johnston and Dundee United, St Johnston now picking up points, loving it, Calm Davidson, he's doing great, against Dundee United. Back-to-back home draws, or home stalemates yeah. against the Dundee clubs. What a great yeah. manager. But he did win away at Livy, so can't true. say too much. True, very true. Livingston continuing that trend of, teams are better to play hearts in an important game do well after a setback they beat Aberdeen 2-1 who just seemed to be in absolute freefall Hibbs 10 played... man Livy as well big fan of yes, that I know it was the end true. of the game but I'm still going to use 10 man Livy yes yeah, still get it up Aberdeen Hibbs St Mirren which I watched all 90 minutes of Jesus as, yep you're I need to get out punishment. more yeah, yep, exactly. <laughs> St Mirren uh, beat Hibbs 1-0 uh, and then Ross County continued their upward mobility trend as they came back from a 1-0 down half-time to 2-1. And then finally, on Sunday, which I also watched all 90 minutes of, Motherwell were battered 4-0 by Celtic at Fur Park. And then we'll get to what happened in Govan. 
County, County did us a favour at Dens. Um, I actually called that Ross County would go to Dens and win. Um, remarkably battering Dundee 5-0 on their last visit. I didn't think it would be quite as emphatic, opting for that 2-1 scoreline. Um, so when I saw Zach Rudden had put Dundee 1-0 up, I was thinking, oh great, they've made me look like a right bunch of numpties. But then came back, even missed a pen. So yeah. that's exactly the luck that I it, They knew what happened. They were correct. like, we need to yeah. get Adam right here. <laughs> exactly. Um, I want to say in that first game, in that first around the grounds as well, I called St Mirren 1, Motherwell 1, which I was obviously raging at with Motherwell grabbing that last minute equaliser. Um, in terms of other games, like I say, St Johnston and Dundee are just going to be cut adrift, aren't they now? I think. Yeah. Um, I think you're right though. I think we were talking about who's going to finish bottom. It probably is going to be Dundee, isn't it really? Yeah. I say, I say this before Wednesday night. This has got oh, yeah, Hearts nil, Dundee one yeah. all over it. Absolutely. Probably like a Niall McGinn wonder goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know what? Hibs were just Hibs. Added, but this is the thing, right? Added to the Derby frustration. You're going to say this, that Hibs were good. No. What I'm going to say is Hibs were good for 20 minutes. Hibs... At half time, so, they changed so, system. Hold on a second. You're not going to say that Sean Maloney was wrong when he said that they should have won 5 0, are you? Maybe I am. <laughs> There's maybe a sneaking suspicion that I'm going to say that that's fucking mental. Um, so, at half time, they changed shape and brought Ewan Henson on. And much like I thought in the Derby, I don't understand why Ewan Henson isn't starting. Because when Ewan Henson came on the Derby, they looked much better and Ewan Henson seemed to be doing everything. He's annoyingly quite a good wee player, Ewan Henson. Yeah. I didn't realise they have an obligation to buy as well when this loan... Yeah, that is, that is just going to get exercised. I think it's something like yeah. a three, three and a half year deal or something. It's or something or have, have they annoying. signed him but sort of loaned him until... I don't know. It's, I a, it's, a, it's a weird one. Anyway, he came on at half time and for a 15 minute spell, he looked really good. Jack Anik put in a performance that I'm wearing a Newcastle top. I never saw him put in a performance like that for Newcastle. Where he oh, did really he'll have well. that in a couple of weeks in Paisley. Don't you worry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> Nothing <will>. sure. <laughs> um... He, he made a load of good saves and you were, you were just thinking, oh, Hibs are going to break the deadlock here and they'll be fine. Then, Jake Doyle-Hayes just does the weirdest thing ever and just Connor Rowling capitalises. He still from, thinks he's got a St Mirren shirt on. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. But from that moment, Hibs just seemed to shit themselves and go, oh, we'll go back to passing it about. And that new Jasper boy came on and all he did was be fast and if you thought, if you were just listening to the Hibs game, you'd think Jasper came on and scored five with the way that the Hibs commentators oh, were speaking. And about judging him. by his Instagram story, which I've you seen thought, everywhere on Twitter, yeah. I mean, the guy's a baller. Wow. Honestly, what is doing? wrong with this lot? This, oh, this adds to the frustration and the anger. Hearts, <sighs> man. Why? I didn't, I didn't think it would be a drubbing like many Jambos expected. Uh, Easter Road. I did. I, I did have us. I did have us to win one nil. I thought it'd be tight, but I just needed that goal. Can I just say that I've picked up the exact amount of points. We've picked up sorry the exact amount of points I predicted that we would won from the two games. I what predicted did, one all and four nil, and I, I was predict- almost spot on. I think I predicted three nil Rangers at the weekend. So when when they got the third, I was like, oh, this is looking. I think it was Kamara. I was like, "Oh, yeah. I might actually be onto one here," and then we fell apart like a deck of cards. Um, but again, just needed if if hey, had we been given one of those pens and Boise maybe tucked one away? Hey, just said. <laughs> right. Saying. Anyway, 
our game. As as I say, <sighs> do we have to talk about this? Yes, <laughs> let's just we're talk about our stuff. <laughs> How's work? Are you looking forward to Dundee? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So Hart travelled through to Govan to Ibrox, and again, the notable omission was John Souter, who I am telling you now will play oh, against Dundee. <laughs> Nothing sure. He is going to play on Wednesday, but he didn't play on Sunday as Hearts made a couple of changes we lined up in the kind of usual 3-4-3 system which we've moved away from in a couple of games it didn't appeal like that at the time when you saw the names but no it didn't it didn't at all but it ended up being that way as it was Gordon and goals same back five barring the fact that Andy Halliday dropped out for Alex Cochran Beningame and Devlin in the middle and then a front three of Boyce Mackay and Aaron McInef coming in to play on the wide right. When you saw the team, there was very clearly different views within the Hearts Twitter sphere. Yes, you could say that. <laughs> what did you make of it? I was thinking, thank God I'm working. I'll stick this on Sky Go, but I expect the laptop to be turned off fairly soon because that appeared as though it was going to be a 5-3-2, sit in, try and get the ball to Barry Mackay to find Liam Boyce in an advanced area and just hope that Boyce bags one. I was not overly I'd rather we'd played that. I wish well, we'd played that system. I was going to say, you say this now. I, I just, But I thought we were playing that system <laughs> and was happy. Because <laughs> my reaction was, I understand why Ellis Sims has been dropped because he played 400 minutes in nine days. And I was like, <laughs> he's not the Terminator. Like He needs a break at some point. However, then you go, well, he was able to play a half, so why couldn't he play the first half? But I guess the argument is, Robbie was thinking, get a half-time nil-nil, which he almost did in fairness. change the complexion of the game. Yeah. Well, did we? Because we conceded after 11 minutes. But in the sense of, it was 1-0 at half-time. No, of but, course, we're still in the game, but let's yeah. be frank, had Ryan Kent had his shooting boots on, we could have been 3-4 oh, yeah, be down. Easy. When I saw that team, I thought it was a midfield three yes. of, of Benny, Cammy, and Aaron. Because I was With like, that makes sense. Barry Mackay supporting Boyce yeah. attack. Yeah, I thought exactly the same. And it's only then when I, I saw it. Robbie has chucked Aaron McInef sort of on the right before. Was it County on Boxing Day? County on Boxing Day. And then he came on against Dundee United and he played wide left as well. That's right, because we had that bizarre... No... With that bizarre front three at a time. Oh. oh, no, I'm thinking of the bizarre front No, you're thinking of like Halliday. Halliday, yeah. McInef, and Woodburn or something. Something like that, aye. Oh, Jesus. It was like GMS playing as a nine. On. Or yeah. Yeah. Some, some, some nonsense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Aaron McInef is not a wide player. Josh Janelli came on, so why? Why if he's... start Janelli? <laughs> Yeah, if he's fit enough to be on the bench, then surely he's fit enough to start. But then Robbie's probably thinking exactly like you said there. Ellis Sims comes on and could change the complexion of the game. Josh Janelli could come on, pace to burn at fresh legs, and ultimately that didn't prove the case whatsoever. Or maybe Robbie's thinking, Josh Janelli's fucking shite, so I can't trust him. I'd to love do to know anything. what Robbie Nielsen is thinking with regards to Ben Woodburn. Oh, we'll Wood- get to him in the minute. We'll get to him because I have right. fucking things to say Good. about Ben Woodward. However, that's that's great. I'm glad. I'm glad that we share the same viewpoint yeah. because <laughs> it's going to become a therapy session every week. I yeah. feel because he really. I was annoyed with him at Easter Road. 
just countless, we'll get, count, we, countless we'll away get displays. It. Like, <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get oh, to it. Because God. 60 seconds in, everything looked great. After that 60 seconds, it was a fucking nightmare. But 60 seconds in, we have a chance. Aaron McInef picks it up. He should pass it. He should absolutely pass it, Aaron. Did, but, did Leon Balgan not head over from a corner just beforehand as well? Yeah, so. but shh, we know that. <laughs> Doesn't matter that they had two corners right away. It's fine. That's an encouraging start. You've got to love it. <laughs> yeah. Aaron McInef hits a speculative, we'll call it, shot from 25. <laughs> he's miles out. <laughs> Speculatives be kind. I don't know what on earth he's thinking. He should play it, boys. I he's obviously he's just doing. thinking... I'm back at the team. I'm going to show the gaffer. I'm going to bend one top banjo here and he's going to be well impressed. Absolute well, nonsense. From then on, it was Rangers game. As in the sixth minute, Ryan Kent drives forward, does Atkinson, fizzes the ball across to the back post, but Morelos can't get on it. Exactly 38 seconds later, Morelos hits a shot from the edge of the box towards Gordon, who collects it quite comfortably and then two minutes later we have the first goal of the afternoon as Calvin Bassey who in my opinion I know Morelos scored twice and was amazing but I think Bassey was man of the match because I, because he I genuinely feel like he would have had as good a game if he didn't have anyone on that side because he basically didn't have anyone against him on that side he'll as never he get an, an amazing, easier 90 minutes in a Rangers yeah, shirt ever will he ever ever and, and yeah, had things gone away, sorry mate, I know we'll come on to the second half, he could have been at fault oh, for yeah, an equaliser on another yeah, day. So, yeah, when, you were thinking, when you were saying Bassi man of the match, I'm thinking, he had a shocker that, oh wait, hold on, he had a shocker for a chance that we didn't take. Story yeah. of my life. So he plays a great ball to Ryan Kent that completely takes Atkinson and Moore out of the game. Kent did what he did four minutes before, Where's where's Nathaniel Atkinson off to? All right, I was like, what are you doing? A massive fan of, like, I I like the system when it works because the fullbacks push high. It's offensive. It looks great on the front foot. Where is he going? Yeah, not when they have. Not when the opposition has the ball. No, it's (sighs) mental. Kent physically across to the back post and Morelos has the easiest tap-in he's ever got to score. It's 1-0. We're already getting beat. I can't believe how bad... Because we might as well just say it now. I can't believe how bad Taylor Moore and Atkinson were in this game. I cannot believe it. Particularly Taylor Moore. Atkinson had a bad game, but at least you go well in the second half for that 20-minute spell. He seemed to be the driving force behind us getting forward. He still had a 3 out of 10 game, in my opinion. But Taylor Moore had a 1 out of 10 game. I thought Taylor Moore was back in the stands as a spectator at Ibrox again. Like I knew you were going to raise this. Literally. I was literally, literally from watching, the final whistle. Like watching like, on. Seriously. Nathaniel Atkinson again. How many times did Ryan Kent just simply cut in and he didn't latch onto it? I said it. I said it even before, like, just a couple of minutes ago. If Ryan King could have had a hat trick, and it's from doing what, bursting down the left hand side, cutting in him a couple of times, and sort of sliding one to Gordon's left hand side. There's a couple where, that just narrowly go wide of the mark. How how are you not latching on to all that he does, merely bursting down the line and cutting inside because he did it time and time again, and we're just oblivious to it. Well, we nearly... The one time he didn't, Morello scores. Yeah, no. What, <laughs> I'm not, what, what am I watching here? 
We almost immediately get back in the game, however, as Barry Mackay, the one thing he did all afternoon was he plays a fantastic ball into the box and Aaron McInef gets in Boyce's way and it hits his shin and lands Just like in Easter Road! Get yeah. out the way! Yeah. Oh, can I just say, I'm delighted that you've said that that's the one thing that Barry Mackay did because everybody knows a massive advocate of the signing when it happened... I've dubbed Barry he's been Mackay, great. I've dubbed Barry Mackay a magician, and there's been times where he has literally played like his foot is a wand. However, he did a disappearing act for the last two games because I don't know where he's been. I don't think my he's dad been said. My so. dad was like, "I think he's still getting a wage for Rangers after that performance." <laughs> but, um, then, but then, when we're as passive and we're just merely onlookers to that Rangers performance for the first 45 I can't really fault him for not being in the game because you'd be lucky it's such a carbon copy of a Hearts performance in Parkhead the attacking players are stranded expected to defend from the front that's never ever the case and it's merely left to the defensive midfield who just get ran absolutely ragged for the best part of 45 to 90 minutes it's great love it was so predictable. Fantastic. For the following kind of six minutes to twenty-five minutes, it was very much that. In the thirteenth in the seventeenth minute, Joe Rebo goes very close after a breaking play where it just goes past far post. He was unlucky with that. He was. He was very unlucky. Top player Joe Rebo. It was delighted to see him. And well, I say delighted to see him. I was delighted to not see Nigeria win it because then they'd have been dubbing him the Messiah. Yeah, and it's good true. to know that Arnold Jum in Cameroon won it whilst Jum was with us and he yes. obviously didn't so get it round you Nigeria well I have a few Rangers fans on there that bothered oh no they, they were ecstatic as soon as Nigeria were knocked out because they've got the best player back exactly yeah um, as you said Ryan Kent in the 24th minute misses a huge chance from 6 yards where I have no idea how he doesn't hit the target it's not like even like Gordon makes a great save he he's second of about 3 or 4 yeah it was unbelievable from the same thing yeah and then to be honest nothing else happens for the rest of the first half and listen we were not great that first half right however we're still in the game we're still in the game you go right listen this has been bad we can't seem to pass three balls any Aaron McInef was atrocious in that first half I'd actually thought that it was going to be a carbon copy of the one each earlier on in the season where I know what you mean they blitzed yeah. us first half but we've done enough remarkably <laughs> to yeah. still be in the contest and we've just taken one of few chances so yeah. then when they don't happen in that second half that's 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 the difference isn't it really well it's just, it's just I, that being said I mean I say that I don't then expect us to collapse like a deck of cards in that second half as we did and you'll no doubt touch upon. Cannot wait to discuss all the Rangers' goals because it was great fun to watch. Well, initially, it looked really good because at half-time, Ellis Sims did come on for Aaron McInef. And that Ellis was, Sims... That had to be the change. Yeah, Aaron yeah. McInef was terrible. I know you can't really judge players against the old firm, but he's not doing himself any favours of wanting to get a starting place in this side with the last couple of performances he's had when he's come on. And not with his greed a minute into the game. Yeah, exactly. You just calm yourself. It's not, I mean, if you're that bloody good, you'd be starting every week. It's as simple yeah. as. Yeah. Um, Ellis Sims came on and was on, like head and shoulders above any other Hearts player on that park. 
for the remaining 90. He was so much better than everybody else. Um, however, as I say, we actually got into it quite quickly. In the 46th minute, literally 35 seconds, Kingsley puts quite a speculative cross in. And you think it's completely dead, but Atkinson, with his pace, manages to get him behind. And he should cut it back to Sims, who could score with his first touch. But he goes for a shot. And then, 38 seconds later, for the second time in two games, Cami Devlin, this is so much worse, misses an absolute sitter. As you said, Calvin Bassey with a really poor touch. And it allows Devlin to get in. And I would rather Craig Gordon in that position than Cami Devlin. He chips McGregor. He does what you should do. He chips McGregor and somehow misses the target. Cutting back to that beforehand, just want to say absolutely adore Stephen Kingsley. Simple as. Um, Atkinson, yeah, from the, from the tight angle, it's not the best of chance or best of chances what is the best of chances is that Devlin miss and it's alright saying in the press conference leading up to the game these are the matches you want to play in like 50,000 we thrive on these big arenas it's alright getting your missus there getting her to watch you kick ball at Ibrox oh look at me fantastic but come on focus like how how does he miss that can I also say how, what does Peter Haring have to do to start a game? Well, this is the thing. I Nielsen clearly does not rate him. Otherwise, there'd be a new deal start. on the table and he'd be starting in recent weeks because Devlin has been honking. I'm sorry. For me, it goes Benny, Big Pete, Cammy, Devlin. He's got a lot of making up to do for me because in the big games, I can appreciate his enthusiasm, his want to win, his pressing constantly. But at times he's leaving the others isolated and it's not fair on them. If they don't see, have that exact same work rate, I feel as though he could complement somebody else perfectly. And you could argue that he and Benny complemented one another perfectly in the early parts of the season. But well, at home weeks, they do. No, at home the they do. At okay. home, Benny and Devlin are. Wait, I can't remember who said it. I feel really bad that I'm forgetting who said this. Arguably, in our lifetimes, right, there has been no better midfield two at winning the ball than Benny and Devlin, right? See, when you go to get the ball, I don't think we've... The, the two I can often think of are Gomez and Boab in that championship season where it just felt like they were everywhere. They were getting the ball the whole time. Then, obviously, you go to, like, when Hartley was there, he had to kind of do the job of three guys because Rudy was not going to help him at all. I'll tell you but, who I thought was underrated for us with regards to that respect. I know he was an absolutely useless footballer, but big... Big Morovic in like the 2010 yeah, season. Yeah, I he, know what you mean. He was just in there to do a job. A, a, yeah. Technically a useless footballer, but a, just a big unit to win the ball back, get it onto the ball players, and we can go from there. Yeah, that's I'm fair. with you. In terms of a partnership, Gomez and Wabin, yeah, but again, that was kind of broken up, wasn't it? As soon as we got promoted, really. That's what I mean, that championship season, yeah. Gomez and Wabin. But as, as but, an actual partnership. But don't be praising them too much because I'm about to have a big butt here. Go on. I think they are one of the worst partnerships at doing anything with that ball. Oh, 100%. So in, this in, is why... In, in the final stages, that's why Robbie then upgraded and got Arnold Jum or whoever. I don't think it's easy to say it goes Benny, Haring, Devlin because for me, they're all totally different players. 
And Haring's, but the thing is that we can all agree on is Haring's positive is directly opposed to both Benny and Cammy's weaknesses. Haring can pass a ball, Benny and Cammy can't. Benny, I, I've never seen Benny play a ball more than 10 yards in front of him. It was his worst performance at Ibrox. He was atrocious. I thought Devlin wasn't amazing on Sunday. I thought he was. I thought no one was good. I thought everybody was quite poor. But Devlin still, at the very least, has that like tenacity that you need. You need someone running in the system in an engine room. Benny was fucking atrocious against Rangers. He kept winning it, and then never mind not just doing anything with it. He would just keep a hold of it until he then got tackled and lost it again. And yeah, I, I feel as though I feel as though both need to be at it for it to fully thrive. Because if so one of them then I don't think it works at all away from home. I think we can't play Benny and Cammy away from home. So Big Pete's got to be your away away day player. Yes, one hundred percent. Because he calms things down, and I'm I'm convinced. I said this about a month or two ago that you keep Big Pete for these away games, like the substitution at Easter Road, ninety first minute. Is Robbie taking the piss? Should have been on Everybody the 60th. Could have seen. Ex- exactly. I was going to say about the 70th minute, even beforehand, calm yeah. things down and try and dictate a wee bit. I'm like, why? Why leave it so late? As I said, I've been... I, I've said this at the start of the season. I am going to be more annoyed when Haring leaves at the end of the season than Suter. You know he's not going to get a new deal. Because Haring's is totally avoidable. We should be offering him a deal and going, what do you want? Robbie You're still one of the best players. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's so obvious to me now. There is there is something that Big Pete has done, and I can't for the life of me work out what it is. Is it because we're merely looking at young, sellable assets now? I don't know. But I, I think he I, wants I, his I'd midfield like, to be I'd more mobile. i Big Pete around for a couple of years easy. So would I. So would I. Anyway, but, we didn't take the chances, and Rangers then... Take their chances. Shock horror. <laughs> yeah, Great. exactly. So, 63rd minute, it's a throw-in for Rangers, and both Benny and Devlin are a mile away from Morelos. I've no idea why, how there's this pocket of space for Morelos. He does get very lucky. Kingsley's really unlucky. Kingsley. Yeah. yeah. And then it's a great finish past Gordon, where he's in step, edge of the box. And it's 2-0. Ben's it right in at the top banjo, isn't he? Um, yeah. Nine goals in eight games against Hearts for Alfredo Morelos. I think I heard Ian Crocker and Laurie say. Laurie say, yeah. Is their version Ridiculous of Scott Sinclair record. against us? Scott Sinclair is always we have to, to be the most scored team against. I'm trying to think. I mean, I know. I think I saw. I think I saw somebody say. I think I saw somebody say Saint Mirren were the only team he's scored more against. There you go. And and you. That might be, not be right. I, I knew he'd be there be or right. thereabouts. Um, well, he nearly what, got a hat What do you want me to say? I mean, he was involved in the Columbia squad. Okay, he didn't get on, but he's obviously yeah, he they he obviously beat him to a sufficient bench. enough standard. And the second goal is just a ridiculous finish. The first is a bit of a tap-in, but it's yeah. off the ground. But I, I can't take anything away from the second. It's a, a top, top finish. So I want to do something a bit different. I'm going to explain the rest of the game before I get your thoughts, because they happen so quickly. Oh, that we might as well speak about just, them and Just get together. my thoughts now. It's as though we just chucked it from there on in. And I don't know where the mindset comes from. Does it come from the manager? Does it come from individuals on the park? Is it because we've not got 
Michael Smith, Craig Halkett, John Souter on the field. Why why is there this sort of weak shite bag mindset as soon as we go two goals down away to Rangers? I noticed this is the first game that we've conceded over two goals in this season. Yeah. Anthony Brown mm. pointed that out on Twitter. Yeah. But why I just I I don't I don't understand the general collapse. Because it, well, like you say, we get to half time still in the game. Yeah. Yes, we're one 0 down, but we're firmly in it. And it's as though twenty minutes later, as soon as we go two zip down, we go, Oh, do you know what? We're not gonna get one back, so we're definitely not gonna get two back. And well, just and just then it's damage limitation. The rest of the game went as follows. Five minutes after Morello scored, he nearly got a hat trick as he Should absolutely got bodies Taylor Moore who was oh, shambolic sent him back to Bristol and again yep. that was the title the last time we played Rangers so I don't it's alright saying we can drop Andy Halliday for these games I don't want Taylor Moore featuring against them no he thanks was, he was awful but Gordon made a fantastic save to keep that it was free. a great save to be fair yeah, I, I know I said Morello should score but it's, a, it's an outstanding save from Gordon yeah then the last three goals 71st minute poor passing from us Kingsley's kind of at fault um, allows Rangers to pick up the ball plays through great Glenn Kamara who's just come out and puts it past Gordon when Three was Glenn Kamara's later, last goal? I can't mind it's his second of the season so he scored this season probably against Stalling Albion or somebody in the cup no it's in the week I don't know who it was but no idea league, but my no. point is he's not a prolific goal scorer and yet he wanders through us like he's Zinedine Zidane yeah then and, uh, where's Alex later. Cochran sliding off to as well by the way no wait Sorry. now I have something to say about Cochran in a minute so keep that for the now Three minutes later, three passes from Alan McGregor gets Rangers from Alan McGregor to Ryan Kent up in our box as he plays through Scott Arfield, who just kind of walks through the defence and scores. ball from Kent. Yeah, it is. Gordon makes a good save, but then again, then the rebound. And we're too and busy then, appealing for offside. Yeah, which is not at all. No, he's onside it, a mile. He's clearly onside, so yeah. I don't know what we're appealing for there, and it's a classic case of play at the whistle, but yeah, shock we absolutely. don't. And then, seven minutes later, I've just got this in the notes, easy as fuck, Ken <laughs> squares it to Sakala, who has time to take a touch. <laughs> no, we're score. near them. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Kent literally, he's got all the space of Govan to just roam and bind us, squares for Sakala, and... As if it wasn't bad enough, the fact he's made it 5-zip, then does the Morelos celebration when Morelos is elsewhere. Yeah. I want to raise Alex Cochran. Embarrassing, Be- man. Because I feel out of the five, Alex Cochran was the least to blame for this performance. I would still give him like a four, because I don't think he did anything. But I think, looking at it, he's not at fault for any of the goals. The one where Glenn Kamara does, Cochran is like... I'm on my own here. Like, I, Still Kamara's, slides in nowhere near him, though. He does, but I totally understand why he does that. He's just going, I need, he's got to score here, I need to try and take him out and trust that Gordon will save a penalty. And Kamara does very well to trap it and turn. You're right, though, because the rest of the defence are nowhere near it. He's the yes, only one Yes, exactly. How is our left wing back on yeah, the penalty over spot? at that side. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And I think if you're looking over the other side, Moore and Atkinson, you know, like I said, Ryan Kent, I mean, now they're going to build him as though he's the Merseyside Messi again. So, after I don't, what, I don't want to be too harsh us. on Atkinson, right? I don't want to be too harsh on him because he's come in and barring Talbot, obviously, his first four games have been against the toughest opposition in this league. But all yeah, I'll say Celtic, is this: Motherwell, 
yeah. Rangers and Hibs, yeah. right? But I will say this: so far, I'm not impressed. That's what I mean. That's why I'm saying we'll wow. give them the next six games is where he is uh, are not the important ones because the previous four were the important ones. But if he can clearly up his level to the ne- for the next six games, it's like all right, okay, listen. You clearly just came in at the wrong time and you played really poorly against the best teams in this league. Fine. But I'll be honest, if Smith's available for Wednesday, I'm dropping Atkinson and playing Smith. And he's not, so he ain't. But, but apparently he is. Is he? Because he just had a back spasm and Robbie said he was to miss two games and he nearly made it back for Rangers. He, he failed a fitness test right at the very end. What did we do to deserve Michael Smith, man? I know. But that's what that's what I wanted to say. Michael Smith and Craig Halkett continuously this season we were told listen we need to move on from them we need oh, to get agreed. better how could the big one for me how it's huge we're I fucked think, without them I think I'd, I'd I'd really like to see Kingsley Halkett and Civic yeah, yeah as a trio Civic was rubbish on Sunday right he was terrible we're not Again, getting away from like, this but he wasn't as bad as Taylor Moore and Nathaniel Atkinson no no definitely not Um and it was immense in the derby and ultimately kept us in yep. the derby so yep. as, as terrible as this sounds to say and I'm not a fan of this phrase he gets a pass really for that and uh, t- Taylor Moore I actually thought Taylor Moore was excellent up until he got sent off at Fur Park yep, since then I fully he's agree. been abysmal fully agree. absolutely abysmal I don't remember him being as slow his passing piss poor he can't turn like and we're looking at this other English centre half that Barry Anderson had tweeted Brathwaite. out. Oh no, that guy. Yeah, the guy who's like no played in a while. Yeah, got a really bad injury. Never heard of the guy, but surely he yeah. can't be any worse than Taylor Moore. Really hotly tipped, apparently. Like we were, we were in for that him before reeks, Taylor Moore. Reeks so of Ad White. He, he was our number one choice. Then he ruptured his Achilles. So oh. then we went to Taylor Moore. Oh great! Well, the hearts of old would have. As soon as he ruptured his Achilles, gone. Here you go, three and a half, four year deal. I've se- I have seen it. Like it is a horrific. The guy should have been banned for like several games. It's <laughs> fucking awful. <laughs> Jesus. But anyway, he's he's not one of. Yeah, them. let's get him but, now as he's got. He's in a boot. Get him. He'll still be faster than Taylor Moore. The the, the current eleven are just or that that eleven was just not not at it. That and this this is the point I was going to come on to. You know, because Robbie says in the press all the time, or he has been saying in the press quite a lot recently about trying to catch the top two. I think, for me, this was a massive wake-up call to say that we are miles off that stage. And, look, my frustration comes from game plans in certain matches. I would like to see us go that little bit more gung-ho, but, again, at Ibrox, it worked off. it worked previously in the season by not doing that I mean, we went going home for game. 20 minutes and then conceded after we were doing that. Because that 20-minute like, period, we were pushing forward and going for it and then they got him behind. And, and if we take one of those chances, yeah, it does change the complexion change, of the yeah. game. I, ca- I can't fault that. But, I, I, to be honest, there's two ways you can look at this. Because I thought, we've conceded an early goal, we're going to be absolutely slaughtered here. Get to half-time, 1-0 down, still in the game, okay. But... We've just we've just not got that quality yet mm-hmm. to test yeah, the old fair. firm away from home, and that's where I, I, I initially was really angry at, at the result. But then I'm thinking, 
it's a work in progress. We're just up from the championship. There's building blocks being put in place. We are going to get there. And we've said for a little piece that we don't really believe that we're the finished article anyway. No. So did you really expect any different come Sunday? Well, I predicted 4 0 loss, so I predicted us to get battered. You predicted. We both predicted us to get battered. Right. <laughs> like... that, but that's my point. So I can't really be that upset, albeit the manner in which we lose four of the goals isn't good mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. And it highlights that we perhaps have a strong 11. It's merely beyond that where we still need a couple adequate you know, acquisitions but to get us that little bit higher. That's the thing. We have a we have the best squad in the league out with the old firm. Because it's been proven over twenty whatever games that we've played. Five I think so far. Something like yeah. that. I can't remember. We've proven that our squad is better. So yeah, you're right. We need a better squad to push the old firm. But that is, in my opinion, at minimum five years away. What we need to get in these five years, and the only way that's five years away is if for the next five years straight we finish third, which I don't think we will do. But I was going to say, what happens come the end of the season if we get to, say, the conference group stages? Well, this is the thing. It's the most heart of Midlothian thing possible. (laughs) We've been shit for years then the one time where it's crucial for somebody to get third, we go, this is our chance, lads. We've been rubbish for ages. We just took a year off of the Screw championship. Screw the last decade. This <laughs> is the one. Yeah, this is now. And it, and you couldn't have asked for a better year for no. us to get it together. Can I, can I just say, the most heartened loathing thing was not... And nobody could have predicted it. it was not foreseeing the one season to be rubbish coronavirus hitting and then <laughs> the league shutting down and then we get relegated that was the most heartened loathing yeah. thing ever this is the most unheartened loathing thing ever it's we actually, actually been got good our shit together <laughs> yeah but this is the thing so I was saying this throughout the week and people like yourself and uh, Anthony Brown kind of confirmed what I said oh. so if we finish third well, no, sorry, if anybody finishes third, whoever finishes third and either first, second or third win the Scottish Cup... I was going to say due to the likelihood of either of the old firm. Yeah. Possibly even ourselves, but I'm not holding my breath. No. Winning the Scottish Cup. But if the top three, one of the top three, whoever that is, wins the Scottish Cup, third gets put in the Europa League qualifying. If they then fail that... so It's, if they don't it's a qualify, playoff, isn't it? Yeah, it's a point. So you're yeah. essentially yeah. a tie away from the groups. I think it's two ties. I think it's two. Sorry, a two-legged affair. Yeah, a two-legged affair. Yes, yes, yes. You then, if even if you fail that, however, you drop into the Europa Conference League group stages. As that safety like, net. Yeah. Actual group stages where we've not been in a group stage for what twenty years, roughly. Yeah. Where if before a football is kicked, you get three million pounds. Then you have all the ties where, depending on who you get, Spurs were in it this year, Benfica dropped into it, Villarreal dropped, started it, Roma. There are massive teams. If you get an away game against Spurs, the gate receipts from that, the quality of player you can then attract because you're going to be oh, playing it's a massive in these. Point, 100%. It's huge. So, this is the thing. 
We have obviously seen in the fallout of the Ibrox game some discourse on Twitter that seems to happen after every big defeat with some people going, Nielsen should go, slash, Nielsen isn't the right guy to take us further than this. My argument is, see for the foreseeable, there is no further than this. This is the top. Third is the top that we can get consistently. It took us Vladimir Romanov's multi-millions to split the old firm once. <laughs> we did it once and won two trophies. And and folks say that we should have won the league that year, really. So second is a bit of a failure for us. But we won the Scottish Cup as well, so I'm not going to complain. Great season, loved it. But that's the thing. Just now, we can't compete with the old firm. No. They brought on... Aaron Ramsey at 3-0 up just for a laugh I think I saw somebody say that the old firm spent more in January than we have in the past 15 years yeah their bench had an evaluation on transfer market of £29 million we had somebody that we've not touched on yet I think our squad's valued at about 8 or 9 if that we have a player that we brought on two players that we brought on that I now want to speak about because we haven't spoken about them yet can we speak about oh. Woodburn and Ginelli? By all means, fire away. I I never want to see Ben Woodburn in my life again. Never mind play Thanks for us much. again. Yep. I just that never want two. to see him again. Like Cannot I, wait for his journeyman career in the English lower leagues to inevitably kick off. What an absolute waste of space. And I thought so at the first Ibrox performance I thought he was non-existent in the derby I even offered to drive him down to Anfield on the night absolutely smashed because I literally cannot under I can't explain to you my hatred for him like I like it actually boggles me that he's got a contract at Liverpool well, and Jurgen Klopp by the end of supposedly the season, highly rated him. Now no, I realise that Jurgen Klopp highly rated him just the same way that he did as Dom Solanke and whoever, so that he can sell them off to these mug clubs like Bournemouth and get over 10 mil or 20 mil or whatever. Yeah. They'll not get a fee for Ben Woodburn because he's absolutely rank. He's, he's going to end up at Oxford United in a couple of years and I cannot wait for when he does. Absolute pish. Waste of space. The most I got annoyed in that 5-0 game was his chance at the end where Ellis Sims holds the ball up. We haven't really spoken about Sims, and I feel a bit bad because he was easily the best player on the day. He, he just offered something We can praise new. Ellis Sims when he scores against Dundee yeah. and or Livingston. what we can praise in this one moment is he did very well up against Balogun. He and holds it off. you can check off. out the programme as well for those two games. Oh, we'll get to mentions. that. We'll get to that in a minute. Hey. He holds up the ball against Balogun. He chops inside and plays it to Ben Woodburn on the edge of the box. And you just think, just fucking hit this, Ben. Just hit it, mate. It doesn't matter what happens. And what he tries to do is bounce it to juggle it over Goldson's head. Goldson then just takes a step forward, clears it, and Woodburn falls over, acting like he's been fouled. I went absolutely ballistic at him. Is that I wanted him sent blaming off. his teammates for him effectively yeah. losing the ball? Yeah. I lost my shit as well. I was I wanted so him angry. sent off for diving. I was so furious at I him. I cannot believe that I have had shouts of him being or me being a doppelganger of him. That is comfortably the worst. Same footballing ability. I think I'm better than Ben Woodburn. Yeah, I think you are. I genuinely well. think I'm better than Ben Woodburn. Somebody can't physically tell me that I could do a worse job than he can. Yeah. I, I can't run the length of myself, but I guarantee I put more of a shift in than he does. Prick. Unbelievable. 
unbelievably bad. So just before we finish there, I wanted to touch on Woodburn because I felt like I know he wasn't on the park for the longest time. Can't wait till he's, so given, he's, till he's given the nod in midweek and inevitably bags a hat trick. I won't celebrate. No, neither will I. If Ben Woodburn scores, I will just go, right, okay, hearts have scored. Good. I might, I I'm might not happy with I genuinely might do it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just me, on my own. Don't care. He's a, well. he's a wanker. Well. I'm sorry for all the terrible language being used but it actually really infuriates me mum and dad say this every week they're like you need to be a bit more professional cut out the swearing but I'm sorry folks but my frustration just I'm a passionate guy about this football club I want to see players perform for this football club and Ben Woodburn so far has not get Ewan Henderson in his place get him back for Alawa and get him in his place that had to, I'm still annoyed that that's not happened anyway a lot of people on Twitter said the best game that you can have after that Baron is to be at home against bottom of the league against a side who is the most hated club in the league against a side that is part of the reason you were demoted last season so there's an I've added won one league game away from home this season and I think it's about 12 attempts cannot wait for them to double that tally <laughs> well as you just seem to hint at how are you feeling against Dundee confident we're going to absolutely pump them I'm a Baron the Tynecastle game still really annoys me to this mm-hmm. day. Jason Cummings is now kicking a ball down under and he scored the equaliser that day. Yeah. I am. Um, I think we could do them. We won't. Uh, like, but I don't like, care. Like, as long yeah, as we win, I yeah, don't care. Exactly. I, I, I will take... I'm going to comfy predict... I'm going to predict a comfy 2-0 win. I will take that every day of the week. So will I. But I'm wanting fours, fives, sixes. I'm I want us to three, absolutely though. smash them. I want James McPake to lose his job as a result. This is going to be great. I Come think he hearts. could. See if we batter How is he still I in that could. job? It's unbelievable. Genuinely, it it's astounds mental. me. It's unbelievable. He's a I'm fraud. going to go 3 0. I don't know who the bigger fraud is. If it's James McPake or Ben Woodburn. <laughs> it says a lot that that's even a conversation oh. that you could have. But yeah, so you're so going 2 0. You're going 2 0. I'm going 3 0. Then, we've got the small matter of a Scottish Cup fifth round tie at home to Livingston on Saturday, which, now we'll say it, yes, for the double header against Dundee on Wednesday night and the Scottish Cup game on Saturday against Livingston, our feature is back in the programme again. Yay. We won't tell you what it's about because you need nope. to go and read the programme. But, again, thank you to the club for having us involved. We really do appreciate it and we hope... Yeah, enjoy it, and I hope you enjoy it as we progress through. How are you feeling about Livingston? That's that's the main thing. Um, look, we've all said we were happy with the draw. As long as we're in the hat, don't care how convincing yep. it is, how non-convincing. Yep. Um, but feeling feeling optimistic. I think if we get back to winning ways against Dundee, keep a clean sheet against them, then momentum will build. Hopefully, take it into that Livingston game, like I say, and then. A couple fixtures, albeit to not so happy hunting grounds to come. Um, so no, I, bizarrely, despite not scoring in two games and conceding five over the two games, I'm actually feeling really optimistic about the two games to come. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair though, because I with the games that we've played, 
we've been really good this season in terms of getting results again. Yeah. We've fixed that thing that we never were able to do where we turn up in the big games but not beat the wee teams. We've been able to do that this season and it's so relieving to be like, oh, I can I can expect the third biggest club in the country to beat the fucking 85th, which is however big women's to Dundee are. I reckon. But it's so happy. I'm going 2 0 Livy to us. Not 2 0 Livy. I'm not going 2 0 Livy. I. I thought over the two games we would win by like an aggregate scoreline of five nil or five one. So if I've gone two nil against Dundee, I'll say we'll beat Livy three one. Wow, wow! And then if you could have the pick of teams, who would you like in the next round? Oh, obviously um, a Broth host Hebs, which will be a tough game for Hebs. I take our at home, but I certainly don't want them away. Oh yeah, don't want them away. Kelty are still in with a shout. I'll be there away at St Mirren. Yeah, that would yeah, be hard to, for them. If we did St Mirren at Tynecastle, that would be nice as well. Yeah. As long um, as we avoid the old firm or Hibs or Aberdeen. Well, not even at Aberdeen. I take, I take anybody at Tynecastle. Aber- Aberdeen firm. Motherwell. I talked about that being a cracker. Now it's going to be an absolute snooze oh, fest because yeah. neither of them yeah. are in fine fettle whatsoever. Um, I'm trying to think of other ties. I can't even think of them. Oh. Celtic have got Wraith, so Celtic will beat them. Rangers yeah, have got Annan. That's right. So Rangers will win that. Who else, who is, in Peter the lower, who else is in the lower leagues? Peterhead and Dundee. Yeah, there you go. The winner there of Peterhead go. Dundee. I'd yeah. take that at Tiny. That's yeah. fair. I'd probably I'll, say yeah. the same. Let's let us let us say that. Yeah. The winner let's go of with Peterhead that. Dundee. That would be Unless Annan beat Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if Annan beat Rangers, I dick it if I want to play them. No <laughs> chance. Yeah, exactly. Not away. At Tiny nah. maybe. So, we come to the end of a very interesting podcast. Yeah, like, everybody relax now. We've got through it. Yep, exactly. We've got a really good run of games. I don't think, from now until the split, we don't play a single top six side until Hibs. And by the time we get to the aim, Hibs will be in the top six. This is great therapy, can I just add? Yes, exactly. We're still in a fantastic place. We're having a fantastic season. It's been a bad week, but it's probably been the first bad week of the season. And considering we're in the first week of February, and this time last year we were about to get beat off Brora, draw against our Broth and lose to Queen of the South, I think everybody would have taken that <laughs> this time last year. This, this New Year syndrome that this podcast develops, where my two oh, biggest rants have probably come on about this week, yeah, both probably. 2021 and 2022. Yeah, that is Remarkably. probably true. However, if you have enjoyed this rant, thank you very much for listening and getting through it. If you have enjoyed, as I say, please leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. It massively helps the algorithm, massively helps us. If you've been watching on YouTube, please leave a like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. It's very much appreciated. You can get us on all the socials at Perth to Paisley. It's on the screen for YouTube viewers, and then that's what it is for audio listeners. We're also Perth to Paisley at gmail.com if you want to fire us over an email. Adam, where can they get you on social media? Then get me on all forms of social media at Adam T. Kendall. And what about yourself, mate? I'm at DMcIver22. We'll be back next week, finally, in our regularly scheduled programming slot of Wednesday as we're back to normal games. We'll be discussing all the fallout from the Dundee game, the Livingston game, previewing upcoming games. It's going to be a right laugh. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Keep the faith, Mother Jai Tease!